You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio, I'm Dave Griffiths. This is the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. It was quite the weekend in the NFL with the 2020 draft coming, going, and the Colts getting a couple extra picks. Had seven selections going into the draft. We knew Chris Ballard wanted to get a few more. He did a bit of wheeling and dealing, bringing out nine picks total when all was said and done. I'll be joined by Mike Chappell and Joe Hopkins for their thoughts on Thursday. The draft will go plenty more in-depth as a trio. Our thoughts on the picks, our thoughts on the moves, and all that. But today we get to hear from the picks themselves. We will start with the Colts' first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. That's USC wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. taken 34th overall, the second pick in round two. I'm just so like grateful to uh, Mr. Um, Ursay and um, Coach Reich for um, this um, opportunity here. Um, and I just can't wait to get to work. Had you had much contact, any indication you might come here? Yeah, so actually I was almost certain that uh, I was going to be a um, Colt today. You know, you see the blue shirt? Based on what? Um, just based on the conversations that we had, um, I felt like we had a good, like, connection. And uh, I just felt like like I just felt like it was the right fit. Uh, Zach, you want to go? Hey, congratulations, Michael. Um, can you expand a little bit on, on why it was such a good fit? Um, I think it's pretty obvious the Colts are trying to add some offensive weapons. I think they just took a running back. Um, you know, what did Frank tell you about where the offense is and with an, with an older quarterback coming in, how do you see your role right away? You know, because I think they're going to expect a lot from you right away. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, that's why it's such a great pick is because I think that they brought me in to impact, like, right now. And then – and all that, I felt River, I think, a Hall of Fame. Um, and I just couldn't be, like, more, like, just, like, more happy that I that I get to start, like, with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, that's great. Uh, Steve Holder, you want to go ahead? Hey, Michael, congratulations. Um, I was wondering, could you kind of tell us about just the, the physicality that you play with and how big a part of your game that is and maybe how that separates you, you know, from other guys at your position? Yeah, so um, I feel like I, or like, I feel like I try to be um, diverse in what I can do. So uh, I feel like I use my hands well. Uh, being a um, bigger guy, like people expect me to be physical and uh, strong. So I have that, but I can also do all of the stuff that all of the like smaller guys can, like the quick feed and like the route running. And just one other thing uh, as a follow-up, um, your, your production last year, just um, what's the key to being so consistent? I mean, come away with 100-plus catches. Just what what made you, do you think, just so consistent? Yeah, um, just showing up every day. Um, and when I would say showing up, like I mean showing up, working hard, being there like early, studying plays, um, it just leads to more opportunities. And when they happen, you have prepared for them. Joel, Michael, uh, obviously your your dad played a, a ton of NFL football. What's how, how much has he helped in in what in getting you to this point and and getting you through this process? Yeah, so he's basically like my crystal ball. He has predicted the future every like every step of the way. So um, it's just awesome to have him because he's pretty much coached me up my whole life about like 
NFL and dealing with coaches, locker room life, and uh, basically just teaching me to be a football player throughout my whole life. Kevin Bowen. Hey, Michael, um, your, your special teams background, what do you think that, um, that kind of leads to your game as, as a wideout? Yeah, so um, I think it can attribute to my um, toughness uh, and just, like, want to because special teams is football, too, and any time that I can get on the field, uh, like, I'm going to get out there and try to put somebody on my um, – on my um, – or on my – on my highlight reel. Sorry. For, like, those of you that don't know, like, I have a speech impediment, so sometimes I stutter here and there. But Christian, I do have one follow-up. Yeah, um, go ahead. Michael, when you look at your, your ability to kind of make 50-50 plays when the ball is in the air, do you have any basketball background or kind of where does that, where does that come from? So I did play basketball when I was in junior high, but I didn't see myself having a real future in it. So after that, like, I just stopped playing. Um, I think it's more of a um, mindset thing. And then Phil B., Greg Doyle, anybody? Yeah. Uh, Michael, you, you talked about your – your dad a little bit right uh your influence or his influence on you and and how much you always envisioned someday this day would come you'd be an NFL player how have you prepared for this your whole life absolutely um when I was young I just always thought that I was going to be an NFL player um because it's what my dad did so my dad was drafted the year that I was born so that's like all I knew was was like NFL football so I was like my dad does it like I could do it too and back then I didn't realize how hard it was and like the struggle it is but um looking back now uh, I'm right where I thought I would be uh, Greg Doyle yeah please give me two please give me two first one small but you said your dad's basically your crystal ball did he predict the Colts too What, what are you talking about no so he did not predict the Colts but he predicted that I was going to be a receiver because when I was in high school, I played linebacker, I played safety, and I played running back. So not until my junior year of high school was when I really started playing wide out. And then my freshman year when I was struggling, he told me that one day that, I, that, that like one day, like I like was going to be like one of the top wide outs. And I ended up being in the finalist for the um, Bolitnikoff. So – and just like he just predicts different things about the games and everything. I don't know. Like he's just so football smart. Okay. And um, if, if you can just ask him privately for me, the over under on wins this year for the Colts, I'd like that information. Um, yeah. But the real question, my second question is uh, you appear to be on in timeout or something. You're on a deck, you're at a hotel. Where the heck are you and where's everybody else? Yes. So I am in my, I am in my, draft training apartment and everybody is sitting inside and I had to get out here because it's too loud in there so but they're all in there my uh, mom my girlfriend my brother my stepdad my nephews so they're all in there city and state uh can you say that one more time please city and state sorry can I say that one more time I'm sorry I'm sorry your city and your state you're your draft place city and state so I'm in Santa Ana and that's in California and then George Bremer. Michael, you grew up around the NFL, obviously, with your dad. What does it mean to have a head coach now who played quarterback for as long as he did in, in the league in Frank Reich? Yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, you're getting coached by a guy that actually played and actually knows how to play the game, which doesn't happen very um, often. So you're so I have a coach now that understands what it's like to be a player as well as a coach. And uh, Jake Arthur. Yeah. So uh, we talked a bit about your dad. Um, they had mentioned on the broadcast uh, a connection to John Gruden on there. Has has anything in uh, in you or your father's experience with Gruden, either as a broadcaster or as a coach, has that helped you at all in this process either? So when I was so young, uh, or uh, when, when I knew Gruden, uh, I was so young that I don't really remember those uh, times because I was – when my dad was the Bucks, his last year with the Bucks, I think it was like 2005, I want to say, something like that, 2006-ish. So I really don't remember too much of his time there. Uh, but I did get a chance to talk to Gruden during the whole uh, drafting process, um, and it was great to like catch up with him. So. That was new Colts receiver Michael Pittman Jr. He'll be joined on offense by the NCAA's sixth all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Taylor. I know if you are a Big Ten fan, you know who Jonathan Taylor is, and especially if you're an Indiana and Purdue fan because he really ran rampant over those defenses the past couple years. Indianapolis traded up to take Taylor with the 41st overall pick. Here's what he had to say. All right, we're good to go. Uh, George Bremer, you want to start us off? Jonathan, welcome. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the Colts' offensive line, but how excited are you to play behind that line and to play for a coach with such a strong emphasis on the running game? Uh, I'm truly excited. Um, I mean, I've played against, uh, you know, Quentin Nelson. We've, we've seen him from the, uh, the sidelines, so we know what kind of beast that he is. And um, I think one of the biggest things is understanding he's a monster, he's a mauler. Uh, we even watch clips of him in, uh, in our meeting room sometimes uh, when we're with the O-line going to protection meetings and just how to – you know, actually dominate an opponent. So just it's just going to be an awesome feeling knowing that you got guys up front that take pride in, you know, beating the man in front of them. All right, uh, Jake Arthur. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to Indy. I uh, got a two-parter for you. Uh, so you're one of the most accomplished running backs in Wisconsin history, and that's a school that can make a case for being running back you. Uh, what does it mean to accomplish all that and now it's come to fruition as being drafted in the second round of the NFL? Uh, it's awesome. And now I just can't wait to see the next group of guys that come through University of Wisconsin and, and see what they make of it. I always tell guys you know, when I'm speaking with recruits, you'll have an opportunity uh, at the university and that's all you need. So I can't wait to see the next guy who comes through with that opportunity. And then next for you, with Wisconsin, you've gotten plenty used to playing in Lucas Oil in the, uh, in the Big Ten Championship. What's it going to be like for that to be your home stadium now? I think it's going to be awesome. It's like you said, you mentioned I've uh, been there twice, and now I get to call that my home. So in a sense, every day is going to be – every game, every Sunday is going to be championship Sunday for me just because, you know, you have those memories of, you know, that being the spot to go to while you were in college. Thank you. All right, Kevin Bowen. Hey, Jonathan, congratulations. Um, did you have much contact with the Colts? And, and what were you thinking when you heard them trade up or, you know, just throughout the draft process? Um, I didn't have much contact, but I, I had a sense, a, a small sense. Just I, I spoke with them once or twice, you know, especially at the Combine. 
and you could just buy the question that they were asking. It was just trying to really get a quick, brief, general idea, you know, of who I was, kind of like they already knew everything. And you know, they just wanted to kind of confirm some things, just go, just do their due diligence to say that they, they talked to me. Um, but I don't know why I had a feeling. I just, I don't know. But I'm back in the blue and white. Uh, I was blue and white in high school, so it's a good feeling. And then we'll do Mike Chapel. You know, Jonathan, uh, I, I'm sure you keep track of, of who needs what and whatever. When you look at a team that was seventh in rushing last year with the Colts and they've got Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines and, and on and on, are you surprised at all that they, that they go for another young running back or not? And then what do you bring to this offense? That, that was definitely uh, kind of not on the, the obvious side. That was definitely a, a move where probably a lot of people were kind of trying to figure out, you know, why they made that move, what could potentially be happening. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was, as I'm excited, uh, especially, you know, they traded up. So, you know, that they're really excited and feel like that you can be a special player in that organization. I'm somebody that's going to come in, soak up everything, every bit of information and try to learn as much as possible. So if and when my number's called, I'm able to get in, do my job and do it at a high level. Also, as a follow-up, I mean, again, what type of a back do you bring? Obviously, you, you like carries, 900 and some carries. What type of, type of a back are the Colts getting? They're definitely getting a tough back who's able to run in between the tackles, but, you know, has a track background, so they're able to, to hit the edge and take one the distance. And I think uh, that's the biggest thing is you got a guy who can, you know, run well inside and also be able to hit the edge. It's kind of hard to defend. you got to make sure everyone's all over the field. Mike Wells? Hey, Jonathan, I want to ask you, when you, as, as good as you played in college, one stat that you're probably not happy about is your fumbles. Um, 18 fumbles, lost 15 of them. Um, what can you do to improve in that area, especially considering how much the Colts like to run the football? There's definitely a lot you can do. You know, a bulk of them came from freshman year and then going on trying to progress from that. You can speak with all of my coaches at the university, you know, especially Coach Settle, you can attest to it. I mean, a lot of hard work and things that we put in into doing that. And then you have some mishaps, whether it be a running back wide receiver uh, exchange or whether it's a, um, you know, a pass thrown behind you, catch with one hand and then, you know, defenders on your back hip. So there's a lot of things that you, you work for to try and not happen, but you know, there's definitely hard work that needs to go in each and every single day in order to make sure that's shored up. Zach Kiefer. Hey, Jonathan, congratulations. Um, do you picture yourself as, a, as an every down back? Obviously, you're going to do whatever the coaches tell you, but you're, you're joining a crowded running back room. Do you see yourself as a guy? I mean, there's not many of them left in the NFL these days. Do you see yourself as a three down back in this league? I definitely do. Uh, you know, kudos to Coach Chris, you know, for implementing that in the scheme this past year. When you think of Wisconsin football, you think of power scheme, gut scheme. You don't think of getting the back out in space. And he knew I definitely had that ability, and he wanted to make sure that and I was ready. So going into year three, he, uh, you know, made it a conscious effort to put that into the scheme to show my ability because he knew that I didn't have a lack of ability. So I definitely do think I'm, you know, every down back. Uh, Charlie Clifford. Jonathan, congratulations. I know you mentioned Quentin earlier. Salem, New Jersey isn't exactly up the block from where Q grew up. But did you know of him even before his Notre Dame days and your thoughts on teaming up with him here in Indy? Oh, I mean, you, you definitely hear about a guy who's as tough as him, you know, as far as before he gets to where he's at uh, in today. Definitely hear about, you know, Quentin, and you're like, man, this guy is a mauler. And then now you see him at the, 
at the highest level of football, doing the same thing he did in college. And it's awesome to see. And now being able to team up with him, it's, it's going to be awesome, you know, just being able to make sure we're all on the same page. And, you know, we could do something really special when the running back and the O-line is on the same page. Dave first. Hey, man, congratulations. Uh, the bad news is you're not playing Big Ten teams next year, but the good news is you're, you're still in Big Ten country here. So you, you talked about it earlier, but what does is, what is the Wisconsin experience do and how does it prepare you for the NFL, you think? I think it prepares you very well, especially at the combine when you get questions asked about specific team schemes and, and what they like to run. And it's similar to what we run at the University of Wisconsin, whether – you know, you're actually talking about offensive schemes or you're looking at defensive schemes. Yeah, it's similar things. And I think the biggest thing is we do things the right way. We do things how pros do it. And the coaches definitely know a lot about the game. And I think that's what prepares most Wisconsin players uh, to succeed at the next level. Stephen Holder. Hey, Jonathan. Um, uh, just kind of piggybacking on the three-down back or uh, three-down back question. Um, you did sort of, I guess, for the first time last season, really add uh, more of a receiving role to your repertoire. Uh, was that something you wanted to do? And, and what do you think it proved? Is, is it something that you can continue to grow in as well? Yes, that's definitely something that I wanted to do. And, you know, I mentioned it before that, that Coach Chris made it a conscious effort to implement that into the scheme just because he knew I had the ability. And Coach Chris is, is definitely a player's coach. He wants what's best for his players. So that, you know, he definitely knew that that would help me in the future. And it definitely did. And I wanted to continue to improve on that. You know, as well as routes, just being able to run the entire route tree so that whenever I'm either in a slide or split out wide, I'm able to run a plethora of routes. And, and just to follow up, how much uh, experience with pass protection had you had before that? And is it something that you, that you sort of adapted to pretty well? Yes, when we first came through uh, the University of Wisconsin, Coach Settle, the first thing he says is, we're not going to go over anything with a ball. So the first thing I want to go over with is pass protection because that's the largest jump between high school and college. So I think that's something that I'm going to keep in mind because this is another step above. So I already know that you're going to have to definitely lock in and, you know, you're going to have guys that's going to come with new techniques that you have to defend. And there's going to be a lot of different blitzes that you haven't seen before, but all you have to do is make sure that you're locked in, focus into your playbook, know the rules of the scheme uh, that you're running and you'll be able to block up anything. Uh, Joel Erickson. Hey, Jonathan, uh, you've always been the guy. You've gotten the, the, majority of the carries every year at Wisconsin. Do, do you need all those carries or could you, if, you if, if you're in more of a committee approach, you think you can be just as effective? Yeah, I think I'm just as effective with however many carries that I get. All you need is an opportunity. Um, there's nothing as far as, oh, I need a certain amount of carries in order to succeed. All you need is an opportunity. And I think that's just what the, the Indianapolis Colts just gave me tonight was an opportunity. Uh, Kevin Bowen. Jonathan, uh, the Colts have a run the damn ball mantra as a running back. Your thoughts on that mantra and now being a big, big part of it? It's kind of like a seamless transition in a sense. I mean, coming from the University of Wisconsin, where we want to focus on take a pride of dominating the line of scrimmage up front, same thing with the Indianapolis Colts. So I, I feel like I'm just seamlessly transitioning from one culture to the next, but it's the same exact culture. Phil B., Congrats, Jonathan. Um, <clears throat> I know people probably look at your yards and your stats and, and your bio with the track stuff and think speed guy, but I was there and saw you, that big run against Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. And I, I want you to talk about maybe how you've tried to enhance yourself 
from a power perspective as a runner and also your vision to see holes and how you've grown in that area in the last year or so? So that's that definitely a testament to Coach Settle. Um, only thing that vision is is understanding the scheme that you're running. If you understand the scheme that you're running, you'll be able to definitely see if you're on an outside zone and you see the backers bossed over. Or you need to make sure that you press that line of scrimmage uh, until those linebackers commit so that you're able to take that backside. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, to have vision, you just got to understand what scheme you're running. And then your ability to break tackles, that power aspect. You, There's a little more power to your pads than people maybe think. Definitely. That's something that Coach Settle always uh, kind of instilled in us. He said he's going to build us from the ground up. One of the biggest ways to get hurt, you know, in any level of, of football is by stopping your legs from moving. So whenever you feel contact, there's no need to stop your legs. Continue to have those things churn, and you'll be able to run out of some things. Thank you. Jake Arthur? Uh, yeah, so we kind of touched on the amount of uh, carries and touches from college, almost a 1,000 of them. Um, that's been one kind of note people have had is, you know, there, there's been a lot of use in college. Uh, the Colts have kind of a, a deep wellness and rehab program. Is that something with, with as many touches as you've had, is that something you really put an emphasis on during the season is really taking care of the body with how much of a workload you've had? Yeah, you have to take full advantage of any opportunity you have to invest in your body. I think that's the biggest thing is in the offseason, you have to prepare your body physically, mentally, in order to, to carry a load, how I did at the University of Wisconsin. You know, especially now going into the, the next level of football, that's all I hear from is older guys is definitely take care of your body. But that's something that I already took pride in. So that definitely is going to be a seamless transition for me. Um, and I'm going to take advantage of full resources through the Indianapolis Colts in order to make sure that my body is 100% ready to go every Sunday. Awesome. Anybody, anybody else have anything? Pretty good. Greg Doyle? Yeah, Dad Gummit. Um, Jonathan, I heard, uh, I saw that Harvard was looking at you um, coming out of high school. Forgive me for, I don't mean to put you on, this, on the spot if the answer is not perfect, but um, did you get as far as applying? Do you have any idea if you could have gotten in? What, what was the connection there? Yeah, so I definitely, it was kind of opportunity of just, you know, did you want to go or not? You know, I applied. Um, I was able to, you know, get in. And it was just a, a matter of fact of Coach Murphy, he said, don't be the guy to wake up and say, you know, I could have went to Harvard. And uh, they're definitely great people. And, you know, I, I know that from the bottom of my heart because throughout my years in college, they would text me on my birthday. They would text me after a huge game. So I definitely knew that no matter which direction I went, I'd definitely be taken care of because at the University of Wisconsin, there's some great people. There's great coaches. There's great teammates that care about you. Same thing at the University of Harvard. I wake up saying I'm the guy that could have gone to Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, Lou Friedman, you got anything? I do. I do. Can you hear me? My mic wasn't working earlier today. So, yeah, you're good. Uh, good. Um, you know, on the topic of receiving, I did take a look at your stats and noticed you caught so many more passes last year. The NFL has turned away from the running back despite you know the Colts' sort of commitment compared to the past. Do you see yourself possibly catching, you know, 50, 60 passes in a season? Do you see the offense sometimes turning to you that way? I definitely do, especially, you know, getting to play with a legendary quarterback like Phillip Rivers. Uh, I'm definitely going to be ready to go learning, you know, a plethora of routes, plethora of protections to make sure that if and when, you know, Mr. River needs me, I'm there. I'm ready to go.
After Taylor, the Colts traded back in round three from pick 75 down to 85. They drafted a defensive back from Utah, Julian Blackman. Here's Julian. Hey, Julian, congratulations. Thank you. In your own words, um, what was the transition like from the cornerback spot to safety, and, and how did it go for you, and what are you still learning about that, that switch and that spot? Um, yeah, it, it went really well. Um, I felt like the transition wasn't too hard for me. Um, I felt like uh, playing safety was one of my better um, fits, I feel like. Uh, so, you know, I came to the coaches and I asked them if I could move just because I felt like we had a lot of guys that could play corner. You know, we had depth at corner. So uh, I wanted to move to safety and it, it ended up being something that was not too hard to transition to. Uh, I just understood it very quickly. So it, it was pretty good. So this was your idea to move positions? Yes, sir, it was mine. <laughs> Do you feel like safety was a better spot for you in the NFL? Do you feel like you had a better chance in the NFL at that spot? I mean, I'll play any position. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I just came off of a, a good year playing safety. So um, I don't see why I couldn't play it. But you know, whatever, whatever happens is whatever I want to play or whatever I'll be playing. All right, uh, Joel. Uh, what, what did the Colts tell you about uh, a, what position they saw you at in the NFL? Um, honestly, haven't really told me anything you know I just got drafted so uh they, they really just told me that they love me at safety and they thought that the transition was seamless so um you know they want to try me at anything really uh, Jake Arthur yeah well one of the big things about your game you can easily see on tape is you're a really instinctive guy whether it's corner safety slot what have you uh where's that come from are you just a film junkie or, or how's your instincts in football IQ so advanced right now yeah, I think that it's it's uh, multiple things, you know, with, with just being naturally good at football. Uh, you know, first time I touched the football, I went for 60 yards. First time I touched it, uh, I just felt like I understood football differently when I was younger. And my dad was like, okay, he's kind of different. Um, so it, it's just been something that, you know, with film that brought along when I got to college helped me become the player that I am today. But I definitely think that it was just natural ability um, until I got to college and the coaches taught me, you know, why I or what I should be looking for in certain plays. And being fluid in what positions you can play is so common nowadays in the NFL. Um, with your, you've kind of got tweener size and you've got a lot of experience in different spots. Are there any particular guys with a lot of versatility in the NFL that you like to pattern your game after? Um, no, not, not specifically anyone that I like to pattern my game after. I feel like I have my own play style. You know, that's why the Colts picked me. I feel like, uh, just because I can bring a lot of different things, like you said, um, you know, whether it be on an Island or garden, a tight end, you know, I've done it all. Um, so that, that's, that's what helps me. Um, I, but at the same time, I don't think that I have any particular player that, you know, I follow. Thanks. Awesome. George Bremer. Leadership's been such an important quality for Chris Ballard and most of the guys he's picked have been captains and things like that. Is that a part of your game you think you can bring to this this level? Oh, definitely. Um, you, you know, but a thing with leadership with me is I'm more of a person that likes to do things before I start talking. Um, I like to get to know people before I start calling them out because I feel like you can't really call somebody out uh, if you don't know them. You know, I like to connect with my guys so that I can be able to be like, hey, you need to be doing this right way so that I don't take it the wrong way. Uh, so to speak. So I, I think for me, I'd rather just go out and show what I can do. And so that these guys would be like, okay, he can play. And then once they can see what I can do, that's when, you know, the leadership comes. Uh, Mike Chappell. Yeah, Julian. Uh, what, uh, not positive, but what happened with the injury in December? Was it an ACL and where are you on your rehab? 
Yes, sir. So I tore my ACL. Nothing, nothing else. Just my ACL. But uh, right now, I'm what four four months out of surgery, and it's it's going really well. And I'm just going to continue surgery with the guys in Indianapolis, and I'm excited to get out there. I realize you can't put a. It's hard to put a time frame on this, but do you envision yourself September, October being ready, or or what do you think? Yeah, um, you know, it, it just depends on the rehab process. That's that's just something that will take time. Uh, if I'm feeling good, then great. If not, then, you know, we'll, we'll see what the coaches want. But so far, I'm just going to go through my rehab and try to get healthy as best as I can. Kevin Bowen. Hey, Julian, congratulations. Um, when you look back to your to your days at Utah, can you walk us through maybe the most difficult parts of going from corner to to safety, just from a schematic standpoint or a fundamental standpoint? Yeah, I think that the the biggest thing for me was understanding spacing. Uh, it's a lot different. Uh, you have a whole lot of field to cover as a safety, whereas you know when you're at a corner, you're guarding just one guy and you're specifically having one job. But uh, the difference with safety is you have to have you have to know everybody's job, and uh, that's why I wanted to go to safety because I felt like my my intelligence of the game, my IQ, fit that because I understood everybody's position and and it just it's heads up to our coaches. Uh, I gave it to my coaches at Utah. You know they they played me at nickel, at corner, and even safety my freshman year. But you know we had great safeties Marcus Williams Marquise Blair so I didn't need to play safety um, so you know it, it's definitely that's the difference is just knowing everybody's position and when to make plays and just one follow-up did you have a lot of contact with the Colts during the draft process and, and did, did, did you think they were going to take you Honestly, I, I had a lot of contact with the coaches, yes, sir. And, um, you know, they, they told me, hey, uh, don't don't be surprised if we, we pick you earlier than what people expect. We don't care that you're hurt. And uh, here I am, a Colt. Steven Holder. Sorry about that, Julian. Uh, congratulations. Um, you kind of just asked my you kind of just uh, asked my question. But, um, I, I was going to ask, you know, how much uh, moving around you did last year, even after moving to safety. It sounds like you still did play some nickel and um, in some different roles. You're talking specifically about last year or were you talking about over your career? I'm talking about fall camp. So in fall camp, when I came uh, to the U, they didn't know I was going to play. I was offered as an athlete because I was more of an offensive player um, coming out of high school. And um, they just were like, what do you want to play? And I said, let me try out a uh, corner. They liked me at corner and they were like, hmm, let's see what you look like at nickel. They were like, okay, we like you at nickel too. Let's try you at safety. Okay, we like you at safety too. But right now we need corner, so play corner. That's, that's where it came. And so last season as a safety, did you, did you pretty much just stay at safety or did you move around last year as well? I was strictly a free safety uh, last year, but when we had teams with hybrid tight ends like Hunter Bryant, teams like that, I would come down and guard those guys, uh, the, the better tight ends, just because I'm used to guarding man to man. Okay, perfect. Uh, Joel? Uh, yeah, you said that the Colts told you you might get picked higher than you expected. Did that, did that happen? Where did you expect to go? I mean, for me, I expected, I mean, I didn't expect really anything. I knew that I was injured, um, so I didn't really expect to go too high. I didn't expect to go lower than what people expected. I've always believed that I was one of the better players, but because of my injury, people were kind of, you know, passing on me. So um, when I say that, the, the Colts specifically told me, hey, man, we're not worried about your injury. Just focus on your rehab and uh, keep it going. How good was that to hear? I mean, I'm assuming that when you got hurt, it, you, at some point you have to think about how does this affect my draft status? Uh, man, I'm a firm believer in God. Uh, so the first thing that happened was when I was hurt is, okay, this is a situation that I need to understand and uh, be willing to accept whatever happens next. Um, so I never looked at it as a negative. I didn't really think about, oh, shoot, what happens next um, in terms of the draft. I was more worried about, okay, let me be okay with this situation. Uh, I'm obviously in this situation for a reason, so let me figure out why. And um, 
it happened to be, you know, the best, the best situation. After taking Julian Blackman, many were surprised to see day two of the draft end without the Colts taking a quarterback. But indeed, that need was addressed on day four. Jacob Eason out of Washington. Big guy, big arm, but still fell to round four for a reason. Let's hear from Eason. Hey, Jacob, um, can you just kind of describe what it's been like the last couple of days? I mean, going into this draft process, there were, you know, uh, rumors that you potentially could be a late round, first round draft pick. That didn't happen. And then you have to wait through the second and third round. What's this process been like anxiously waiting um, as each peak, as each pick went off the board? You know, it was it was tough as a competitor, but, you know, I had heard anything from from late first to, you know, to early second, you know, and it got down to the, to the early second, got down to the third round. And, you know, it was, it was disheartening to see all these, these, uh, you know, no, no quarterbacks being picked, but Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm super fortunate to, to have been picked up by a great organization in a, in a great situation in Indianapolis. And I couldn't be more excited to, you know, to be a Colt. Um, you know, I'm just very fortunate and blessed to have, to have even been in this situation and, and, you know, to get picked up in the spot I was taking is, is a, phenomenal um you know I have my family with me and and a couple a couple friends and you know I'm just super excited for this opportunity and, and for the next challenge what, what were you what were you doing I mean I mean as you know you guys are watching the draft I mean with the anxiety were you getting nervous more and more nervous as each pick went by you know it, it was, I was really just sitting there waiting on a phone call um you know I'd had several great great uh, conversations with a bunch a number of teams and you know the, the Colts were, were a team that I had more than a few great conversations with so I was you know I was, I was hoping I might get a call from them and and you know I was just really just waiting on you know I knew they had a couple of picks in the second a couple of picks in the first or they didn't have a pick in the first but um you know I knew they had, they had picks here and there and, and I was just being patient and you know when the, when the opportunity came they, they took the pick and, and you know I couldn't be more couldn't be more grateful for that. Zach Kiefer. Hey Jacob congratulations. Um, Thank you. It's been a weird couple months. I'm sure, you know, your pro day was canceled. What were your interactions like with the Colts? You just mentioned this a second ago. Uh, I'm just curious, what kind of feel did you get for their organization? And why do you think they picked you based on the last couple of months and what you were able to tell them about yourself? You know, I, I, I had a great, you know, great uh, communication with, with the Colts. They, you know, they, I think I talked to them more than any other team and whether it was Coach Reich or, or um, you know, QB coaches, you know, I talked to, I talked to everyone in the organization and, and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool because every, it wasn't all about football all the time. A lot of it was, you know, personal information, you know, about my family and, and my college experience and, and coach would, would ask me some off the wall questions and then we get into the film room and, and he'd kind of teach me some of the offense and I'd kind of go and, and connect it to my offense. And, you know, it was really cool. I got, got to get a, you know, a build, you know, the start of our, foundation of our relationship and you know I'm just looking forward to getting down to Indianapolis and meeting in person and and really getting to work and learning you know there's a there's a great situation there to, to learn from Philip and and Jacoby in that QB room and and you know I'm, I'm very excited to get in there and learn from those guys and, and help out any way I can and you know I just I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am and and uh, you know it's a great fit for me. Joel Erickson. What uh, on Philip, do do you feel like you guys have similar styles as 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 quarterbacks, and does that help you in, in learning from somebody? Yeah, I mean, I think Philip Philip does an outstanding job of, of making plays. With uh, you know, he's a pocket passer type guy, and he's a very smart football player, and that's why I'm very excited to go in and learn from 
you know, a, a guy with his, you know, with, with what he's done, you know, he's, he did some great thing with the chargers and now he's going to do some awesome things with the Colts. And, you know, it's just, you know, crazy to think that I'm going to be able to go in there and learn from a guy like that. You know, that's a, that opportunity doesn't happen with everyone. So, you know, I'm very fortunate for that. And, and like I said, just, just very excited to get in there and, and meet my teammates and, and, uh, you know, start, start developing myself in that locker room and learning from learning from the great organization they have. Charlie Clifford. Jacob, congratulations. Welcome to Indy. Thank you. What's driving you to be the best behind the scenes? We love the draft because everyone has that something inside. What, yeah. What's yours? You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm very, you know, very big believer in confidence and, and I have a lot of confidence in the way I can play the game. You know, the, the game is really what drives me. You know, the satisfaction of winning football games and, and going out and playing in front of, you know, huge fan bases. I know Indy's got a great fan base and, you know, just like I had at Washington and Georgia. So, you know, you know, my drive to be the best that what I do just kind of comes from within me. You know, it's, I, I really enjoy going out there and kind of doing the, you know, the work on my own, whether it's just throwing one-on-one -on -one with it, my QB coach or throwing routes on there to my receivers. You know, I think, you know, every way along the, every step along the way, I think I can learn something new and, and, and pick something up there and, you know, so I'm just very excited to, to get in and learn and kind of see how Philip and, and Jacoby do it and, and, and get in there and, you know, and, 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 you know, challenge myself for this next opportunity. And, and, you know, I'm just very thankful. Jake Arthur. Hey, Jacob. Welcome to Indy. Thank you. Uh, so now in Indy here, this is kind of a similar situation to Washington where you had mm -hmm. to kind of sit and wait your turn after transferring. And now you're obviously coming to a place that has Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, at the Combine, Hunter Bryant commented on how you were still able to become a leader even when you had to sit out. Uh, how, how was that that you kind of grasped that leadership role as a redshirt? Yeah. How do you plan on doing it here? You know, I, I think in a similar manner. Um, you know, so when I transferred to Washington, I had to sit out due to transfer rules. So I wasn't able to even suit up on Saturdays. So what I did was I really, you know, every area around playing on Saturdays, whether it was in the weight room, in the film room, just being a locker room guy, uh, running the scout team, uh, you know, at practice, you know, everything, you know, everything I could do to, to kind of prove myself and, and develop myself as a leader outside of actually, you know, playing on Saturdays is what I tried to do and I, you know I think that paid off because this last season I was you know I, I was able to to boost myself up as a leader and, and you know I think guys you know responded to that well so you know the similar situation coming into Indianapolis you know we got an established veteran with with uh, Philip Rivers and and Jacoby Brissett who I'm you know very excited to learn from and grow from and you know bounce ideas off of and you know it's just it's gonna be the same thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust my butt in any way I can um, whether it's practice weight room film room um, you know, I'm going to be a, a guy who's going to work my butt off and, and put my best foot forward and, and, and learn and grow and, and, you know, become the best football player and person I can be. And uh, one of your new teammates, Kenny Moore, said he talked to you on, on a flight headed to Indy before the mm -hmm. combine. Yeah. Uh, did, did he have any little nuggets of wisdom for you? You know, he, he, he mentioned, you know, he talked a little bit about what it's like living in Indianapolis. I haven't spent a ton of time there, but, you know, it's cool because – I actually grew up a huge Indianapolis fan. I was, you know, I was a tremendously big fan of Peyton Manning. I had, you know, I, I think one year when I was, you know, six or seven, I got his jersey under the Christmas tree. And, and I had, uh, you know, Colts hats, Colts shoes, you know, you name it. And, and uh, you know, so full circle is pretty, 
pretty spectacular that the Colts ended up selecting me in this, you know, in the fourth round. And, you know, I'm just super excited um, to get down there, you know, figure out my new home and, and, you know, get in the locker room with those teammates and just, you know, dive in and, and learn and grow. Thanks. Kevin Bowen. Congrats, Jacob. Um, Thank you. When I listened to you at the combine, you, you talked about kind of having to prove about the passion and your love for the game. How do you go about proving that? And I guess what are areas that you feel like you um, you need to work on to become a starter in this league? Yeah, you know, so th those areas are, are the ones I was mentioned before, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's at practice, whether it's, you know, in college, you have all these competitions, you have, you know, you have fourth quarter finishers and, and this and that. So, you know, whether it's trying to win all those or, or you know, picking a guy up behind you or, 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 you know, just being an encouraging voice, you know, those are the kind of areas I kind of stepped into this last season and was able to, you know, prove myself as a leader. And then, you know, when, when, when a big play happens on a football field, everyone's all fired up and, and I was able to celebrate with the guys up front and I'd be able to celebrate with the receivers or running back who made the play and, you know, the, the compassion and the fire and the energy kind of came out of me and, and it was it was awesome. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing some of that juice to the next level, whether it's whether it's cheering on my teammates from the sideline or or uh, or you know whether it's on the practice field or in the weight room. You know, I'm super excited to to be a part of that organization and and, and bring you know bring my uh, my skill set to Indy. Greg Doyle. Um, so the dumb guy's gonna ask the dumb question. Um, everybody yeah. has an opinion. And right now, Mortensen on, on ESPN had his. I'm guessing you heard that. Maybe you didn't. You're in the euphoria of being picked. But what do you make of – you're a lightning rod. What do you make of that? A lightning rod? Well, Mort says there's four or five – listen, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just telling you Mort on national TV says there's four or five character issues, uh, accountability and uh, work ethic or two of them. I'm just wondering, you know, that's that's – people are talking about that now on Twitter and – what do you, I mean, that's what people are saying. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Um, you know, it's 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 football, and in today's society, there's a lot of media around it. And hey, you know, um, you know, my job is to go in there and, and, and prove prove those those stories are false, and and go in there and learn from a great coaching staff and get in with an outstanding team. Um, you know, I'm gonna go in there as soon as this this virus is is uh, calmed down. I'm gonna go in there and, and just compete my nuts off and, and go in there and improve myself as a workhorse and a leader and a, and a, and a good football player. So, you know, they, they can, they can say all they want, but the truth of the matter is I'm going to be a person to go in there and prove them wrong. Well done. Thank you. Yep. George Brammer. Jacob, welcome to Indy. Uh, at the combine, you talked about needing more than arm strength. That's great, but you have to do more than that for a quarterback. Having said that, deep ball is such a big part of your game. What's your mindset on, on the balance and taking those shots when they're there? You know, I think a lot of that is, is, is really me trying to work on my consistency, you know, knowing the situation, you know, whether it's a, a first or a second down shot versus you need a, you know, you need a shorter completion on third down. I think that's a big factor in it all. You know, a lot of things I've been working on are, are lower half to making sure I hit those throws when I do take the shots more consistently. Um, you know, the accuracy involved, the, the footwork, you know, the, the, the subtle movements in the pocket, you know, there's a ton of things I've been working on these last couple of months to get ready for this next level. And, I think they'll they'll translate well. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 you know getting this playbook and, and and diving into Indy's offense and and trying to you know get get all the help I can to 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 you know better my own career and and uh, you know I'm just super fortunate to be in this position and and uh, you know there's a lot of work to go and I'm super super excited to get started. Mike Chapel, you talked about it um, a minute ago about the, the criticism and all this. It's kind of funny how a player works his way up to the 
judge, and then the closer you get to the draft, analysts, whomever, they, they kind of cut you down, pick your game apart. Do you pick, do you not pay attention, or do, do you use it as motivation? You know, uh, you know, media has become such a huge deal in, in, in football and, in, you know, all sports and in today's world. So, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion. Everyone's going to have things to say, and especially at the quarterback position. You know, I mentioned before that you know, a big thing for me is confidence, and I think, you know, listening and watching and reading some of those things are, are big confidence killers for some guys. So, you know, I tend not to, to pay attention to all the media um, you know, the stories out there, people, you know, having criticisms and, and all this and that. But, you know, I know who I am deep down. I know I know what I can be and I know what I can do. And, you know, with, with my confidence level, I, I try to work my butt off to be the best I can be. And, and you know, and, and uh, you know, that's going to be the, the case heading forward. Phil B. Greetings, Jacob. Um, everybody gets their, what, professional and personal lives analyzed when they're going to be drafted in the NFL. And obviously you've been asked a couple of times about the criticisms. I'm kind of wondering how much of what you do going forward is how you respond to that or handle that. And, and maybe tell us something we don't know about you professionally or personally. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the criticisms come from, you know, stories of, of early on in my college career. And, you know, I think I've had a lot of time to learn and grow from, from those situations and you know people haven't seen um what's been going on these last couple months and you know the, the the preparation and the you know the process it took to go to the go down to indy for the combine and you know get ready for this draft all the interviews and all that stuff so you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors that people you know don't get to see and then that's fine because you know i like to keep some of my some of my life private um and you know i you know i know deep down that you know, i'm getting the work and i need to be successful and i'm going to continue to do that and and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to, to be a part of this team, this organization, and, and I'm looking forward to get in there and, and learning and getting to work. Thank you. Yep. Mayello. Hey, congratulations, Jacob. Thank you. I just wanted to ask, I'm kind of about working with Frank Reich specifically. He's a guy who's obviously played in the league, has developed a lot of other quarterbacks. Is that something that you were hoping for, was to kind of land with the team with a, with a, a quarterback guru like Frank? Absolutely. You know, it's a tricky situation, the, the draft is, because, you know, you could have a great field going in, but you don't know exactly where you're going to end up. You know, I'm very fortunate that I ended up in this organization with a, you know, outstanding group of guys in that locker room. And, and you know, I think Coach Wright is going to be awesome for me. Um, you know, in terms of my, my learning and my development, I don't think I could have gone to a better organization. So I'm very fortunate to be in this position. Um, you know, I would have been happy if it was first round, second round, third round, fourth round, you know, if, if I was been happy if it was a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick, sorry. Um, you know, I'm just very, very fortunate to, to have been picked up by the Colts and, and you know, they, they believe in me, which means a lot to me, and I'm going to go do my best to prove them right. We'll go uh, two more here. Stephen Holger. Uh, hey, Jacob. Um, along the same lines, you mentioned earlier that uh, you had some conversations with Coach Reich uh, around scheme and, and talked about some of those topics. Did you learn anything about the system uh, that maybe told you anything about your fit or anything along those lines? Yeah, you know, what was interesting to me, we went over like, you know, very base-based protection stuff because obviously in an in a hour, 15-minute Zoom conference call, you can't, you know, dive very deep into the playbook. Um, so we went over some some base protection stuff and some base concept stuff. And, and you know, it was, it was things that I had seen before. Obviously, the terminology was different and the way he, he calls protections and, and that stuff's a little – a little different than what I'm used to, but I think, you know, it'll be a, 
great opportunity to me for, for me to go in and learn the, the you know the, these schemes and these protections and you know I think I think the what, what coach Reich does on offense is, is going to be awesome for me and I think it's going to be a great fit so really bottom line is I'm I'm you know ready to get my hands on that playbook and, and dive into that and you know take every opportunity to learn I can and, and you know go from there. Uh, Zach Kiefer. Jacob you've touched on this a little bit um, you know the tape if you watch the tape you can throw it a mile I'm sure you've always had that attribute. Um, what was the feedback like from teams during the draft process about things they were concerned about or want you to fix or, you know, what areas of your game do you need to work on to be able to take this next step and play at this level? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the the two main focus points I've been working on, you know, these, these last couple of months has been my consistency, whether it's accuracy, um, you know, completion percentage, yada, 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 you know, it takes, takes consistency week in and week out to win games and I've been working on working on my accuracy in my lower half to you know to be able to to keep that going and then you know the other thing I've been working on is just you know a, a general football IQ whether it's coverage reads you know uh, concepts protections what, whatever it is you know football IQ wise I've been brushing up on those those areas because I know at the next level it's 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 another challenge to to get in and learn and, and you know it's a faster game and all that stuff so you know, I think in terms of consistency and football IQ, those are the two main areas I've been working on. Um, you know, I've also grown and matured and, and, and been developing myself as a leader in the best way I can. And, and, you know, like I mentioned before, I'm just, you know, super fortunate to have been picked up and I'm, and I'm very excited to, to, to get down to Indy as soon as I can and as soon as it's safe to do so and, and, and meet my, my new teammates and, and uh, you know, get into that locker room. Are you, do you like the idea of – probably sitting behind, you know, Philip Rivers for a year, maybe two, or were you hoping to go to a team where there was a chance you could compete? It's a difficult thing to weigh because obviously you want to play. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I, I would have been, you know, very fortunate either way. Um, you know, if I, 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 before the whole draft process, you know, I was, I would have been ready to go and compete right away or sit and learn. You know, I think this, this situation gives me a, a great opportunity to go and learn from one of the, you know, one of the greats in, in, in the national football league and Philip Rivers and, you know, another tremendous quarterback and, and Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, I think it's an outstanding, um, you know, opportunity for me to go in and learn. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and run with it and, and do the best I can to, to, to study Phillip and to study Jacoby and, you know, also, you know, improve my own game. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been put in this situation and, and you know, very excited to, to get started. In round five, the Colts add offensive line depth, drafting Ball State. Chirp, chirp. Offensive lineman Danny Pinter, 149th overall, a former tight end growing up in South Bend, went to Muncie, shifted to the offensive line, and now is an NFL draft pick. Here's Danny Pinter. Hi, Danny. Welcome to Indy. Thank you. I, uh, I covered one of your teammates, Cody Rudy, in high school. He told me he wants to know how your dogs are doing. <laughs> They're good. They're fired up. Uh, seriously, though, what does it mean to you to stay in, in Indiana and, and uh, you know, just to, to, in central Indiana in particular? Man, uh, so much. I mean, I really can't even put it to words, to be honest. I mean, this, this state means a lot to me. I mean, I've lived here my whole life. I've played football here my whole life. So, you know, to have the opportunity to stay here, um, stay around a bunch of people that helped me get to this point is, I mean, really I can't put it to words. But, I mean, I, I'm so excited. Uh, Kevin Bowen? Danny, where did you expect to go today, and, and how much contact did you have with the Colts throughout this process? Yeah, um, heading into it, I mean, we kind of knew it was – I mean, it's a toss-up. That's just kind of the way it works. I mean, I've been told, like, three to five. Um, so, I mean, you know, that, that's not something I was too caught up on. I just wanted the opportunity. 
Um, so, um, and in terms of talking to him, um, I talked to the Colts, um, at the NFLPA game at the combine and then didn't actually have any, um, over the phone interviews, um, after the combine, but stayed in touch with some scouts and that sort of thing. Uh, Mike Chappell. Yeah, Danny, coming, coming to a team like the Colts with such an established offensive line, is that a plus or a minus? I mean, guys like to play, but you may have to sort of fit in where you can. How do you look at the situation? Yeah, I mean, I view it as a plus. I mean, there's there's great players there, um, and I think I think everyone knows that. So I, I'm just coming in ready to learn as much as I can. I mean, obviously I'm a competitive person, so I'm going to go out there and compete as much as I can. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, there's there's a lot to learn from those guys with a lot of experience. So that that's what I'm really looking forward to is just um, becoming a better player through them. As a guard, would you pattern yourself after Quentin Nelson? Is that sort of the prototype? Yeah, I mean, he he's the best in the business. I mean, I think that's known across the league. I mean, he's the best in the game at the position. So, you know, to have the chance to learn um, from him is something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Joel Erickson? Uh, Danny, you were a tight end a couple years ago. Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah, I was tight end uh, until two years ago. And, and what, what kind of went into you making the change from tight end to, to playing more tackle and, and getting into the offensive line? Uh, it was a mix of things. I mean, I was a bigger tight end, um, but at the same time, you know, the team needed a tackle. Um, and so my coaches had approached me at the time and just asked me if um, that was a move I'd be willing to make for the team. And it was something I embraced right from the, right from the first time they asked me. Do you think, do you think that change, may, position change, maybe helps you get to the NFL? I do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, certainly it's always been my goal on um, whatever way that was going to be, but I, I think it's the most natural fit for me. I mean, I love offense line. I think it, it fits me well and it definitely helped me get to this point. Jim Aiello. Hey, congrats, Danny. Um, I just want to ask about what, when you talk to the Colts, did they talk to you about the ability to kind of move all around the offensive line, tackle and guard? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of been, you know, something I've really been working on because that's what, I mean, throughout this process was kind of recognized to me that that was, probably the reality. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've been open about how willing I am to play wherever a team needs me. Um, so I've really been trying to work on my versatility, uh, working as a center, working as a guard, and then working as a tackle if I need to go do that. So, I mean, I'm more than willing to do whatever they need me to do. Kevin Bowen. So, Danny, you were right tackled last two years at Ball State? Yeah. Did you practice at all in the interior there? Or, well, if you do that in the NFL, that'll be kind of your first time doing that? Um, so it was, it was a mix. Um, so not in games or practice much or anything like that, but I mean, I was staying after practice, um, since the summer, um, because I knew, you know, this was a possible switch and then, you know, just be willing to do it if the team needed it. Um, if someone got hurt. So, um, and then also at the NFLPA game that I played at, I played guard there the whole week. So it's something I definitely feel comfortable with. Anybody else? Phil B. Steven. I'm afraid to ask him something cause I got here late. I apologize. Congratulations. Um, I don't know if you touched on any connections with the Colts from either watching them or growing up in Indiana, being a Colts fan. If you have, I apologize for repeating. No, no, you're good. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, from Indiana, I mean, you know, it's Colts country. Um, so, I mean, I I saw plenty of games growing up. I mean, I know how great of a fan base it is. I mean, I've been to games. I've been to Lucas Oil. Um, so, it's, it's definitely a culture that I'm really excited to be a part of. Anybody ask you about Quentin Nelson? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's he's the best in the game at the position. I mean, without a doubt, and you know, that's that's well established. Um, I mean, I I love watching him. I mean, before I obviously play for the Colts now, um, and so I'm really excited to learn from him. The Colts were not finished adding depth up front. The team drafted Penn State defensive tackle on the side of the ball, Robert Windsor, in round six, 193rd overall pick.
Hey, what's up, Robert? Congratulations and welcome to Indy. Thank you. Uh, so you've kind of flown under the radar uh, for a while. You're third team all Big Ten, uh, but then you went and had kind of a solid outing at the Senior Bowl in the Combine. Uh, what, what's this process been like for you, kind of still flying under the radar, but, but being able to be picked up on day three? Well, being able to pick up in itself is just a blessing. I'm just grateful for the opportunity and really excited to be a Colt. And being under the radar, is just, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. And at some point in my career, I'm going to break through. And I don't think I will have that talk anymore about being under the radar. All right, Zach Kiefer. Hey, Robert. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what was the knock uh, coming out of Penn State? You've been hearing it a lot, I'm sure. Was, was it size? And, and do you feel like you could slide in and play the three technique at, at this level? And what are the challenges you'll face um, in the months and maybe the years to come? I feel like the greatest challenge I'm, I'm facing ahead is going to be my ability to adapt to change because so many things are going to change so fast here in the next few months. Where I live, who I play for, the scheme, all that. George Bremer? Uh, you talked about at the combine that you're kind of used to waiting your turn. How's that experience helped you now as you prepare for your, your pro opportunity? Well, it's just kept me hungry, to be honest, because I know, I know my worth. And I acknowledge that. And just if not, if everyone else doesn't acknowledge it, you know, that just keeps me hungry. Uh, Kevin Bowen. Rob, when you were at Penn State, um, primarily a three technique or did, did you play elsewhere on the defensive line? Uh, and early on in my career, I played more uh, one technique. And then you saw me more at three technique this, this last year, my, my senior year. Did I read correctly, you lost a little bit of weight during your collegiate years? I did, yeah. I had a lot of fluctuation during my uh, time at Penn State. How much weight did you lose? At one point, I was 315. And at one point, I got down as low as like 280. So I, I plan on, on coming in around 290, though. Phil B.? Sorry we're tying you up right now. They're showing all your film clips on ESPN at the moment. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I hope you got a DVR going. Um, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing motor. I'm seeing a lot of effort. Um, I'm wondering if that's your MO. Do you think that's what caught the Colts' eye is your, your intensity and your motor, or do you think it was something else? Did they tell you something else? I think, I think my intensity sometimes overshadows some of my other traits, like my athleticism and, and my, my technique which is uh, one thing the Colts definitely really were attracted to about, about my game. But, yeah, I think motor is just, like, the most obvious thing that pops off the screen. I also noticed in the stats, you pretty effective pass rusher. You like getting after the quarterback. You're pretty good at that. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Anything particular for that skill set that you think you makes you good at that? I think I have great uh, wrist control. I'm good at using my hands. Congrats. Thank you. Jim Maiello. Hey, Robert, congrats. Thank you. I just want to ask, what, when, you know, did you get a chance to talk with the Colts much uh, during this process, and what did they kind of tell you um, they were looking for uh, in terms of if they were going to bring you in? I mean, they, they made it uh, relevant that there was, there was always a strong interest there, and just whether where, where I got picked, that was the question mark. But I always knew there was an interest there. Jake Arthur? Yeah, my, my question was kind of along the same lines. Didn't know if, if you had talked to uh, new Colts defensive line coach Brian Baker yet or uh, defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, but w what are your impressions of the style of play on the Colts defensive line so far, if, if you're familiar with it? I'm not too familiar, but 
I'm excited to get familiar. I, I, I know you guys are like a four down front penetration scheme, which mm-hmm. I think I'll fit great into. I'm a penetrator. So I'm honestly really excited to be able to play in this type of scheme and with this team. Thanks. Phil B? Yeah, this gets asked a lot, but I'm wondering if you studied anybody's game in the NFL or you you see yourself as someone that plays now in the league, skill set-wise? Yeah, I think I, uh, I can come in and play, and that's that's one thing that they told me is that, like, to be ready when I come in, so. I mean, is there anybody in the league that's playing now that you've watched or you studied or? I watch all the all-pro guys, and uh, but I try to – my favorite one to watch is Chris Jones. And to wrap up the draft, the Colts made three straight selections with picks acquired via trades. UMass cornerback Isaiah Rogers was chosen with pick 211. That's a pick the Colts received from the New York Jets in exchange for cornerback Quincy Wilson. So Quincy, a former second-round pick, traded away for a sixth-round compensatory selection. I'm sure Mike, Joe, and I will have plenty of thoughts on that move, but for now, here's Rogers. Isaiah, welcome to Indy. Thank you. How much of an impact has your cousin uh, Dominic Rogers Cromati had on on your football career? Uh, I think you know he just made me the person I am today. You know, I was actually just sitting right next to him before I got the call. You know, he was just telling me, you know, keep your head up regardless. You know, your dreams coming true today, and I was just like, man, you know, you know, I'm just ready to go right now. Like someone has to pull the trigger. Like I, you know, I know I can be able to play at the next level. You know, him just being in my ear and just you know being in my corner from day one. You know, you know, he's he's just a blessing. He'll be. Congrats, Isaiah. Thank uh, what have the Colts said about how they'd like to use you or how they envision seeing you on the field? Well, they're going to use me more so on nickel packages, you know, to go inside corner, you know, and definitely in every aspect of the game with special teams from kickoff return, punt return, and, you know, even gunner. Uh, as a returner, uh, that, that's got to be a, a special skill and uh, something you've uh, worked on over your career. What does it take to be a good returner? What does it take to you, for you to be a good returner? I've just been able to use my speed, you know, and to showcase my talent doing that and my athleticism, being able to move lateral crew and, and, you know, just get to the end zone and do what's best for my team, you know, and just I think what makes me, you know, a great returner is just, you know, you got to have good eyes, you know, and just make a small hole, a big hole. I'll ask another one if nobody yeah, can okay. um, A lot of guys in the late rounds of the draft have an underdog chip on their shoulder pads. Do you have an underdog chip? Oh, definitely. You know, I had it my whole life. You know, it's, it's just became, you know, my lifestyle now. You know, I, I embrace it. You know, it made me who I am today. And, you know, I'm ready. Thank you. Jake Arthur. Hey, congratulations, Isaiah. Thank you. Uh, so a lot of cornerbacks, obviously, especially in, in the recent NFL, they want size and, and length and things like that. You're obviously a bit undersized, uh, but you bring some things to the table like returnability. Uh, looks like you've got a track background. Um, what specific uh, defensive schemes do you think you fit into best, and what is the your biggest area of strength as a cover uh, as a cover corner? Uh, just speaking, you know, speaking with the coach over the past few weeks and months, you know, I think my my best trait, regardless of the size, you know, is my athleticism. Just being able to get the ball, you know, whether it's interception or just making sure the receiver doesn't catch it. So I have to say, you know, you know, the size and the weight, but you know, I have a great, uh, you know, great length. I have great, uh you know, arm length and, you know, great eye, eye contact for the ball. Thanks. George Bremer? Yeah, I believe you ran a 4-2-8-40. Uh, did that turn some heads? Is that kind of what got you on, on people's radar? Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely sparked. You know, that day when we released the video, 
you know, teams are calling in and out, you know, trying to, you know, get to the video or just see if it's actually true. You know, we had a, a ex NFL scout also run it, so then they knew it was validated to be, you know, facts. So I have to say, yeah, it blown up after that. Was that like a, a social media thing? Is it something you did on your own because there was no pro day? Uh, no, my agency set it up. You know, so it, it went it went around town. You know, a few guys from my area they also participated. So it was all through my agency. What were the challenges like dealing with this process with all the restrictions and, and not being able to to have the normal meetings and pro days and things like that? I have to just say, you know, just knowing the fact that you know things could have been a lot you know better on your end, but you know I learned to just control what I can control and just do what I can do on my end and just you know continue to pray and now here I am. Uh, Stephen Holder. Hey, congratulations. Um, I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about the roles you played uh, in college. I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of you play, obviously. So um, just, you know, were you generally one particular spot or did you move around? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I was more so on the outside, you know, but I practiced a lot on the inside playing nickel to get ready for the NFL. And definitely I was, you know, uh, I, I led the nation in return yards last year and also contributed in the punt return and gunner. So I was mainly on all special teams as well. And did you guys mix up coverages a lot? Uh, what what sort of coverages uh, did you mostly play? Yeah, we're, we're mostly on cover six and, you know, cover three. So there's some plays, you know, I'll go on the inside and play nickel to get used to it. And a lot of plays I'll be on the outside. Joel, you have anything? I got in late. I, I assume you guys uh, – I'm assuming they asked you about your, your cousin? Mm hmm Yes. Um, What's it been like training with him? What have you learned from him? I know you talked about it. Sorry, got, got in late again. Oh, no, you go. Um, you know, we're very competitive. You know, it's things that he can do that I can. And there's a lot of things that I can't do that I can't do and he can't. So, you know, we just compete and just try to be the best that we can. You know, it's just the family love. You know, we have our arguments and debates of who's better at this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all spending time together and having fun. With the 212th and 213th overall picks, the Colts drafted big Washington State receiver Desmond Patman and Michigan safety linebacker hybrid Jordan Glasgow. Hey, Desmond, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, walk me through the, the last couple of months. Was, was the Colts a team you thought was um, on the radar? I, obviously, everything's been different with, with interaction the last couple of months. Were, were you hoping mm -hmm. to get an Indy, or was this a total surprise? Um, I talked to him a little bit um, at Indy, um, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really a bunch after that. Um, and then obviously today and yesterday, you know, they were in my line um, talking about um, they were interested in me. Um, and then um, they said it got to the sixth round and they had stated how, you know, they were thinking about taking me in the sixth. And then they had three like back to back picks. And I was just, you know, I got my phone ready. And, you know, I was ready when they called. So um, it was kind of a surprise at the end. But, I mean, I was ready for any team, really. Uh, Phil B. Congrats. Um, in the Pac-12, you got to see Michael Pittman Jr. a little bit, I imagine. Mm -hmm. we're, we're studying up on him and big receiver size, speed. How do you compare to him? Do you bring some of the same skills and traits? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. We've actually been like, we were actually working out at the same place, um, you know, within the past month, um, before everything kind of got shut down, we were working, um, both with, uh, this guy, Les Spellman and like Joe Burrow and all those guys. Um, but I mean, I feel like we bring, you know, similar skill sets, you know, being big, um, athletic guys who can go up and high point the ball, um, and just playmakers really. So, 
Um, I mean, we're, we're pretty similar. I was reading the draft profile on you and it always has the strengths and weaknesses. I don't know how much you look at that, but what do you think you need to focus on to improve your game? Um, focus. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a bigger guy. So maybe just getting in and out of breaks faster, um, you know, and just quicker feet, you know, um, there's always stuff to work on, but probably just, you know, just make polishing of my routes. Okay. Thank you. Kevin Bowen. Desmond, congrats. Um, where did you think you would go and, and what, what were your nerves like as uh, today unfolded or even last night? Um, I, I mean, I thought I was talking to my agents. They said anywhere fifth or seventh. Um, so, I mean, they really said anywhere like fourth or seventh, but um, I kind of got near my phone, you know, all today I've been near my phone. Um, and shoot, that, that, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George Bremer. Congrats, Desmond. Thank you. Uh, lots of young offensive players obviously coming in this draft class. Is it fun to, to come in and, and have a chance to kind of grow together with everybody? Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know who else, uh, if you guys got any more receivers. Um, I know that me and Pittman, obviously, um, two receivers, young guys, coming straight out of the Pac-12. So I think that would be pretty cool to, you know, kind of build up and, you know, kind of establish each other, get each other better. Um, and obviously – we got a great quarterback to do it with, so you know I'm 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 excited for it. Jake Arthur. Hey, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. I'm trying to find uh, you. Can't yeah. even find you. <laughs> right. Gotta, uh, gotta so you, we played with some NFL caliber passers. Uh, Gardner Minshew is obviously with the uh, with the AFC South rival Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Anthony Gordon, uh, and you guys played in a, a pretty wild system. Uh, how do you think that prepared you for the NFL, uh, one that's kind of spread out and, and you had some really quality passers at your disposal? Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of nailed it. Um, I've obviously had my past three quarterbacks that I've had um, have been, you know, pretty great caliber quarterbacks. Um, and coming from that offense, all we do is pass the ball, really. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to for a spread offense or I'm ready for, you know, really whatever offense I'm in. Um, but, you know, I, I went to Washington State. I caught a bunch of passes. That's all we know is, you know, throwing the ball. So, you know, I'm ready for that kind of offense. Hey, do you have much of a special teams background at all? Uh, yeah, I, I played uh, three. I played punt return, kick return, and uh, kickoff. So, I, I, pl I played in college. Okay. Yep. Uh, Jim Ayala. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. I was just, just doing some reading about you now and, and saw that your coach was talking about you trying to learn how to use your size and physicality more in college. What was that process like for you, and how did you start to kind of take advantage of, of, of you know, being 6'4"? Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, or my coach would always say, you know, just play big. Um, and, you know, towards the end of my career, I progressively got better and, and kind of realized my true size and strength, really. Um, so... Um, I think that's apparent in my tape, um, you know, just being able to out-muscle, out out-physical guys um, and just really it, as simple as it is, just playing bigger, really. Um, so um, I definitely think that I've gotten better at, over that um, over the years. Um, but, I mean, there's still room for development. So, you know, I'm ready to develop that at the next level. Mike Wells. Hey, Desmond, before I ask my question, I want to make sure you grew up in San Diego, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, just your thoughts. Obviously, I mean, I know the Chargers have been in L.A. for a couple years now, but I know you um, – Did you were you a big Phillip Rivers fan growing up? I mean, and were you a Chargers fan? And just your thoughts on, you know, now, you know, potentially having an opportunity to catch passes from Phillip Rivers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't a huge Chargers fan, but, I mean, growing up, that's all you knew, really. LaDainian Tomlinson, 
and uh, Philip Rivers. So um, I think that's kind of awesome, really, to you know go to a team and you know he's he's there, he's the guy um, who I can you know start uh, catching passes from. So that's kind of you know that's a pretty cool story, I think. So anybody else got anything? Yeah, Desmond, I got one. Um, yeah, you played not at the same school as Jacob Beeson, but I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you saw a lot of them in the last couple of years at Washington. The Colts took him in the fourth round today. Your thoughts on him? Have you been able to see anything of him over the last couple of years? And, and how do you think he'll acclimate to the pro level? Um, I, I Was he there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know that he was there last year, but I think he grad transferred, or, or I think he transferred to Washington. So was he playing two years ago? I'm not he sure. He sat one year. He just played okay. one year at Washington. The last – the past – okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so, I mean, obviously I didn't get to see him a bunch. Um, and he was our rival school, so I really wasn't paying much attention to him. Um, but, I mean, shoot, he, he was a starting quarterback for a reason. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, if that's the guy I'm ca- catching passes from, you know, then that's the guy. So I'm ready to, you know, ball regardless. Greetings, Jordan. Uh, Congrats. Thank you. Um, cramming on you in a short time. And NFL.com says uh, uh, energetic, uh, boundless energy, and fearlessness. Um, how energetic are you? And are you afraid of anything? Um, I would have to say I'm pretty energetic. Uh, I mean, that could be taken a few different ways. I would have to say in terms of, you know, football, I'm always willing to, you know, go the extra mile, um, do whatever I need to do, meetings extra, all that stuff. Um, And in terms of, you know, not fearing anything, uh, you know, whatever, in in the context of football, you know, whatever a team asks me to do, I'm going to try and do. I'm not going to try and shy away from it. Uh, So, you know, whatever the Colts ask me to do uh, when I come in, you know, as we – as I continue with my process with them, uh, you know, I, I'll have no fear taking that on. Are the Colts giving you an idea, hybrid safety or special teams? Special uh, or what? Uh, you know, not not yet. Um, I'm sure that, you know, they'll uh, – I mean, obviously I've talked with their linebacker coach, and, I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm going to be in the linebacker room. And – Obviously, I know that, you know, one of the reasons I was drafted was for special teams. And I look forward to, you know, getting very close with the uh, even closer with the special teams coordinator of Colts and, you know, being able to work hand in hand with him. So I'm, I'm excited about what's come. Sad that I can't uh, go to Indianapolis, you know, tomorrow or, you know, the, over the next few days. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jake Arthur. Hey, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. I'm sure you've gotten this a lot, but all all three brothers go through Michigan walk-ons, earn scholarships, and make it to the NFL. Is that just the the Glasgow family thing? Is is absolutely make sure you earn everything that you get? Yeah, I mean, you know, my my oldest brother kind of started it out, and you know, he was able to grind through it. And both my brothers kind of went through it at the same time, being only a year apart, uh, and you know, my, my parents and my grandparents really set us up with that mentality. Uh, my parents worked very hard at uh, their jobs to put us in a good situation to, you know, go to a good high school, to go to a great college, to, you know, be able to take a walk-on spot at the University of Michigan and be able to pay, help us pay for tuition, um, not be afraid to go to, you know, that type of school that uh, academically and athletically, 
uh, you know, to be able to chase our dreams. And, you know, they gave us the opportunity and both of my brothers uh, have capitalized on it and I've capitalized on it. And I hope to continue to, you know, take the opportunity that they gave me and, and run with it. And I imagine both brothers have been a pretty nice sounding board throughout this process. Yeah, they've been, they've been good. Uh, I'm actually living with one of them at the moment. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing how he handles things, how he handles his body, how he handles uh, his day-to-day operations. And, you know, I've been able to learn a lot from it. And, you know, what an NFL player and what a, what a true professional really is. So, thanks. Mike Chapman. Jordan, when you look at, you know, the idea comes up, safety or linebacker. When you, when you look at your size, 6'1", 226-ish. Nowadays, yeah, that. nowadays, is that an, an undersized linebacker? Is that kind of where the game is going? The Colts look for quicker, smaller linebackers. Yeah, um, a lot of teams are looking to go to, you know, faster people that have a little bit more versatility in terms of coverage and in the run game. And, you know, the key is that, you know, just because you're smaller, you can't trade off in the run game and being able to, you know, handle the, you know, many things that an offense can throw at you. And, you know, I don't know what the uh, the Colts necessarily think about me in terms of, you know, my ability as a three-down linebacker, but I feel like I have the ability to develop into a strong defensive player that can help them going forward. Joel Axon? What did what did you expect going into the draft, Jordan? Were you, were you expecting to be drafted? Did you think? Um, I guess just what did you expect? Um, you know, I I heard a lot of positive things from a lot of teams. I I thought I was going to go, um, I think in the sixth or late in the sixth. So I, I went, you know, around where I thought that I would have gone if I was drafted. Uh, but you know, I saw a lot of people pick before me in that. You know, got me, even though I went where I thought I was going to go and where I thought I should go, um, you know, it got me excited and fired up to see, you know, how many people were picked before me, how many people, uh, you know, NFL teams are think that are better than me. And they may have been better than me in college, but, you know, what, what matters is, you know, the work that you put in now going forward. So, you know, that really uh, kind of put a um, a little bit more energy into, you know, what, how I'm looking at my process going forward. George Bremer. Congratulations, Jordan. Uh, I'm wondering how your experience as a walk-on, earning your role, becoming a starter in the Big Ten, how has that prepared you for what you're going to face now in the NFL? Well, uh, you know, a lot of teams have – a lot of teams say, you know, no matter where you're drafted, you have the equal opportunity uh, to compete for a job with someone, you know, drafted in the first, second, third, fourth round. Uh, and, you know, even if that necessarily isn't true and there is some, you know, preconceived notions with, you know, potential position in the draft, like you said, uh, I'm used to that kind of preconceived notion, you know, early on in my college career. I'm, I'm used to going through it. I'm used to changing people's minds about me. And, you know, if someone has uh, a bad opinion about me, I look forward to changing that. So, you know, I'm just going to try and do the best that I can going forward. Phil B. Yeah, I'm wondering which brother you're hanging with. So I currently live with uh, Ryan, who's on uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And then we live actually about, you know, 20 yards away from my other brother who just got traded from the Lions to the Denver Broncos and, you know, hasn't been able to move yet, obviously, because of uh, all the issues that we've been having with the coronavirus. 
if you could say one thing that each of your brothers has instilled in you or you've learned from them, what would that be? Uh, I think Ryan, uh, you know, the one I'm currently living with, does a tremendous job in terms of taking care of his body, whether that be, you know, nutrition or, you know, the proper supplements to take. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a real uh, student of understanding, you know, what would make what you can intake into your body to make you better. Uh, and, you know, Graham has a little bit more lax feel to him. And I think that, you know, he's, he's kind of taught me to kind of slow down and relax and just, you know, enjoy the process as it goes on. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, doing what I can with both of them in terms of working out throughout this whole ordeal. And, you know, it's been, it's just been a great thing to go through with my two older brothers, you know, be able to spend this time together before, you know, we all split and we've split apart for, you know, however long. So. Temperament's different between the three? Each of you kind of do it in your own style or what? Yeah, I would say that I'm a combination in terms of personality between my older brothers. So I'm kind of, you know, the apex in between them. And, you know, my, they're kind of, you know, different ends of the spectrum. Not, not two, not two polar opposites exactly, but, you know, you can, they have two uh, very different personalities. So one of them is more excited than you. Um, I would say in some respects, yes. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he's more uh, energetic than me. He, you know, he's a, he's a defensive lineman. I think it's hard to have as much energy as, you know, a 220-pound individual, mid-220-pound individual as a 300-pound guy. So, How we doing, Colts fans? Producer Joe Hopkins here. And, of course, this episode would not be complete without hearing from the man who drafted these players and the man who will soon be coaching them. Here is Chris Ballard and Frank Wright after the draft. How's everybody doing? We're good, Chris. So you could start it off if you want. We'll, uh, we'll get going. Absolutely. Good. The question is, how are you doing? <laughs> good. It was fun. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's uh, kind of like I told you last night. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's I mean, it, different not being with all the guys in the room and, the, you know, the camaraderie of it. Um, but we still kept it pretty loose and fun on our on our Zoom call. And, you know, our, my family being here, um, you know, made it really special. I think you saw that throughout the league, you know, with, with you know, families and, you know, their kids and all. I mean, look, they, they sacrifice a lot for us. And time away from home and, and you know, all of us at the office are, you know, crazy hours and, you know, things we miss and for them to be a part of that will uh, this this weekend will will last them the rest of their lives. So I'm very appreciative and thankful for that. And how about the NFL, you know, raising over $100 million um, in the relief efforts? I thought that was, you know, just tremendous and, and shows, you know, sometimes what adversity does, it brings people together, it brings our country together. Um, and it's going to bring the world together. And that's, that's why we'll overcome this. And that's why we'll um, get through it. We'll, we'll do it together and we'll help others and we'll serve others because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, all right. For the draft, um, you know, we're excited. I mean, had a great weekend. Uh, you know, our guys worked their tails off to get this thing lined up right. Um, and we think we acquired players that are going to help us win and be good Colts here in the future. Um, fire away. Let y'all have at it.
All right, Mike Chappell, go ahead and start. Chris, uh, you told us last night, or maybe it was early this morning, that the first three rounds, it wasn't the right time for a quarterback. Why was pick 122 right for a quarterback? That's a good question. So we spend a lot of time lining this board up. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I brought it up today. Say, look, we're, you know, once we'll take a couple of days and then we're off to 2021 draft. That's what we're going to be working on. So we spend all this time lining the board up and we don't force it. We put them to where we think they, their value is for our team. And at that point, Jacob, Jacob was on the board and, and was at the right value where we had him placed. And that's why we took him. Um, Kevin Bowen for Frank Wright. Frank, what, what attracted you to Jacob? He mentioned some one-on-one -on -one time you guys had maybe over Zoom or something um, about pass protections and, and going over some of that stuff. But what was your kind of one-on-one interaction and what you see on film? Um, saw a guy who has uh, all the physical tools to play the position, size, strength, uh, really good arm talent, uh, can make all the throws to all spots on the field. Um, you know, for a big man, I think he has some athleticism to him. Um, not that he's a scrambler guy. I mean, I think he's a pocket passer, but has 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 athletic ability to move and and just think. You know, he's he's still young and developing in the position. You know, he doesn't have a lot of miles logged in in one respect. Um, you know, so could have came back another year, but really we get a chance to. You know, he gets a chance to compete with Chad and and see uh, see if he can continue to develop but we certainly saw some tools there that uh, think that he has some of the qualities it takes to play at this level. Okay, uh, Zach Kiefer for Chris Ballard. Chris, what was the discussion like with Eason at the, at the fourth round spot? Um, was it long? Was it difficult? You know, what was the deciding factor? Yeah, it was, we had, I mean, if you know our group, um, I told them, I, it's funny, about 15 minutes ago we got off and I told them all, matter of fact, they're still on, having a good time at each other's house. Um, I told them, I said, one of the things I love about these guys is they're going to tell me what they think. They don't hold back. And you have to have that to get to the right answer. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was entertaining. Um, it was, it was definitely lively. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we had Jacob ranked higher than the other players, so we ended up going with him. Okay, uh, Joel Erickson for Coach Reich. Hey, Frank. Um, Joel. With, with Jacob, uh, as, just as a person, maybe not so much as a football player, um, do you kind of take into account just how he's kind of had to be in the limelight his entire time since high school, five-star recruit, all the stuff at Georgia, everything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we take in we take everything into account, um, and playing this position right at this level, uh, you need to be able to handle that. So, um, I, you know, I think Jacob is still young in his journey along that way. Has had some ups and downs, but um, what was so good about the process was we did we did spend a fair amount of time with him. Um, you know, so that you personally get comfortable with somebody. You, you get comfortable with them, as, not just as a football player, but as a person. You talk to them, you dig deep, um, you try to figure out what makes a guy tick. Um, and so at the end of the day, felt like we were able to spend enough time with them to, to feel that way. Okay, uh, Jim Maiello for Chris Ballard. 
Chris, a pretty, a pretty simple question is, uh, do you think Jacob has the ability to develop into a, a, a building block? You said you wouldn't force it unless you felt like this was a guy that, you know, could become that. Well, he's got talent, um, but there's a long way to go. He still hadn't even put on a coach uniform. And like any of them, um, you know, they got to earn it. You know, right now he's competing with Chad Kelly. Philip Rivers and Jacoby are our first two, and and Jacob and Chad are competing for the three spot. I mean, let's you know, let's slow our roll a little bit in terms of you know tagging this guy as the next Messiah walking into town. He was a fourth round pick. Um, we didn't move up to the first pick of the draft. Um, Jacob's got talent. He's got to work, and he's got to earn it. Okay, Stephen Holder for Coach Reich. Frank, uh, regarding uh, Jacob, you know, we, we talk about arm talent all the time. Uh, you know, when you're drafted in these middle rounds, the guys aren't perfect, but um, how much does the arm talent factor into his potential to succeed, I guess? Um, yes, okay. Uh, yeah, I think his arm talent is was probably the best in the draft as far as the quarterbacks go. Um, you know, he, he can, he can throw, and what I liked about his arm talent is you know, he can, he can throw it on a rope. He can throw it long. He can throw with touch. He can change the speed on the ball and he can deliver from different arm angles. Um, the accuracy was, the accuracy was fine. He needs to get better. His footwork needs to get better. Um, you know, reading through his progressions needs to get better. There, there's a lot of things that, that need work, but physically there's a lot of, physically he has a lot of the tools. Um, but we all know that playing this position is a lot more than physical. So, um, so that's why we spent some time with him, you know, as far as the meetings and protections and just trying to test the mental acumen of this position and, and try to get an idea of, you know, how they think as a quarterback. And we would do that with anybody. I mean, we do that. I talked to multiple quarterbacks, um, you know, during this process and it was the same process with every one of them. And so, uh, Jacob did a nice job and, uh, but like Chris said, there's, there's, Still a long way to go. There's a long way to go, but uh, we're happy to have him. Okay, uh, Kevin Bowen for Chris. Chris, when you look at the defensive line right now and Jabal being gone and, and him being such a rundown guy for you in years past, do you think Danico or, or, or Taekwon could play out there? Or how do you look at D-end? Look, I mean, Danico, Danico Muhammad, who I – I mean, I love Danico and I love Muhammad. Um, you know, we still got Ture, you know, we still got Banigou. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good group. We still got Taekwon. Um, I like our, I like our front. Um, we got young players. Um, it's, you know, they got to come on, you know, we drafted them for a reason. Let's see them play and come on and say, and all of them have played uh, pretty good football in spurts. Now we got to get them to do a little more consistently, but we like their talent. Um, and we like our defensive line. We think you got a good group. Okay, George Bremer for Coach Reich. Coach, uh, just from an offensive staff standpoint, having a, a young quarterback in here and getting two young wide receivers and a running back at the same time, how exciting is it to, to bring them in and let them kind of grow together as a unit? That's great. I mean, we love it. And um, the, the way these rooms roll, I mean, it's close-knit. Every room is close-knit, and we're all working together. But in the quarterback room in particular, the way it works is it's like this, the starting quarterback, it's his room, you know, and, and we, and we focus our preparation on the starter on getting him ready. Um, 
Um, and then we take extra time, you know, Marcus will take extra time. Nick will take extra time. I'll take extra time, you know, with Chad, you know, with Jacob, um, you know, as the process goes with those guys, will we'll have additional meetings with them. But once we get into training camp and we get full bore, I mean, it's, uh, you really got to get ready for the season. And it's all about getting the starting quarterback ready to play. And for us, that's Phillip Rivers. And so, um, but it's great for guys like Chad and, uh, and Jacob to be able to take that all in and, uh, and then follow up. And it's really engaging, really tight knit. Um, you have to be, it's a tight room and uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Phil B. Wilson for Chris. Yeah, Chris, um, Jacob was asked about, among other things, desire at the Combine. He gets picked today. Mort goes on TV and says, you know, work ethic, accountability, things that were red flags for other teams. How much is this? any of this a concern? Is it fair or unfair to question things like this about him? Well, I mean, I think it's a little unfair. Um, you know, there's leaks, sources. Nobody wants to put their name on it. Um, we did a lot of work on him. Um, and he understand. I promise you, Jacob understands. You know, I've had a visit with him today when I, when I called him. He understands the expectations um, that we have here. Um, and, I, and I think you all have seen. I mean, you got, he's got to make the team. I, I don't fourth-round pick. I mean, still, still got to make the team. Um, so if he works and hits his potential, you know, he'll be on the squad. I mean, that's, I don't think it's been any different any year I've ever been here. Okay. Um, quick, if I could follow real quick on something else. You're good with these follow-ups. Well, you, well, I just, I'm sorry. That's all right. You always get your follow-up. That's all right. Well, well, I'm afraid I won't get back in. I, I <laughs> traded, made two more trades today. Uh, added two more players. Anything stand about stand out about those moves or thoughts about boosting your draft class to nine guys? Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, so yeah, we look. I you know sometimes you want. I mean, I talk about this all the time. You know, you want as many darts at the board as you can have. Um, and we think we acquired. You know, with those trade backs, we were able to get a couple extra players um, that we thought. Um, you know, have a chance to really help us. Um, we think Jordan Glasgow is, um, has got top special teams ability uh, in this league. You know, he'll play linebacker for us, but he's got a chance to be a really special um, core special teams player, and those are hard to find. Um, and then also being able to, you know, acquire um, Rodgers and, and Patman. Patman is a, is a big wide out. We liked him. Um, and then Isaiah Roger, he's got, I mean, he's got rare, rare speed. Um, and he's, and he's an explosive returner and he takes away the ball. Um, so to be able to get those extra picks and have a chance to, we thought we were going to have a chance to acquire them, um, gave us the opportunity to do it. Thank you. Okay. Mike Wells for coach Reich. Hey, Frank, uh, how you doing? Um, I want to ask you about, uh, Pittman, uh, Pittman, um, a wide receiver. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, when you, you being an offensive coach and you look at what you had at, at the wide receiver spot between T.Y. and Paris and, and Zach, just how you envision using a guy of Pittman's caliber in your offense? 
Yeah, we're very excited about getting Michael Pittman now. I mean, like Chris said, this was a team effort, but he was a guy who I think there was really strong consensus on by everyone in the room um, from day one. This this was a guy that we had targeted. Um, he adds, you know, I always talk about receivers. There's there's kind of four factors into you got to feel a receiver's power. And so we see Michael as being an ex receiver, being a kind of guy you can line up and go one on one with. Um, and the really four factors that go into that are our size and strength and then speed and quickness. And, and, you know, and it's those combination of four things that go into receiver that that's what the defensive back feels when he comes off the ball. And, and Michael's got size, he's got strength, he's got good speed for his size. And then he has what we call good body quickness. He's not a jukey receiver like the small slot receivers you're saying, but when you have a big man who has good body quickness, that presents a problem. And then he, he, make, he has very excellent ball skills, um, really good feet for a big man. Sometimes you get a big man and they create, they win one-on-one -on -one matchups just by out-muscling people. You know, Michael has good enough feet and good enough technique and skill that he's a good route runner. So, you know, we think that he can develop, uh, you know, it takes, usually takes receivers a little bit of time, but we think he has the maturity and the skill to develop probably faster than most, but it still will take some time. Um, but we're excited about that. You got to have guys, um, you know, like a T.Y. Hilton, who you know can be your dog. You, you, he can be your guy, your go-to guy. And Michael needs to develop uh, into that for us. That's, that's our hope. That's our vision for him. Okay, we'll go a few more. Uh, Mike Chappell for Chris Ballard. Uh, Chris, uh, you made it clear last August that uh, sometimes your best plans go astray all of a sudden with a quarterback retiring. So much after you, you you draft a quarterback, even even in four, that all of a sudden you're going to get you're going to dump Jacoby Brissett. As you sit here, I mean, do you envision him being your backup next year? Yeah. For all the for all, and for what reason? Because you need a proven one. Yeah, because we think he's a a starter in the league. I mean, Jacoby Jacoby's continuing to get better, um, and he'll continue to get better, and. Everything Jacoby stands for is what we believe in. He's a great teammate. He's a, he's a freaking works his tail off. Um, and he's performed. Um, I know Jacoby has taken some hits, but some of them are unfair. And look, maybe some of them are unfair by me too. I might, you might not use the right words at times. Um, I think y'all all understand how I feel about this young man, but he's, he's a special kid. He's a valuable member of the Colts and we're we're lucky to have Jacoby Brissett. Hey Joel Erickson for Coach Reich. Hey Frank you guys you've had a running back by committee uh before um how confident are you in your ability to use both Jonathan and Marlon and Naheem and Jordan and all, all these guys you guys have at running back? Yeah really confident um and you're right Joel we do do it by committee um you know I think sometimes you do it by committee but there's an emph there's everybody has their emphasis. You know, everybody knows Naheem is kind of our go-to scheme up pass guy. We do some unique things with Naheem. You know, Jordan has been our number two back, but, um, and he's done a very good job, you know, uh, now with Jonathan into the mix, you know, I really envision, you know, that it'll be Jonathan and Marlon really being that one-two punch. They're really being a one-two punch. When you look at good teams over the years, um, it's a long season, it's a grind. And when you run the ball as much as we run it, it's really good to be able to change that up. And, and I think their styles will really complement each other 
uh, very well. You know, Marlon, Marlon has a great vision. Um, you know, he can run that, he can run that outside zone. Well, he can, he can search, 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 and then he can accelerate in the hole. And then you got a guy like Jonathan, he has the size and the speed to be able to have good vision. And when he hits it, the nice thing about Jonathan is how do we, as Chris and I and the staff, we all sat down, how do we add explosiveness to this offense? Jonathan Taylor is an explosive player. That size and 4-3 speed, uh, we want to turn those 10-yard gains into 50- and 60-yard gains. And he can now, both he and Marlon can add that element to our offense. Okay, Zach Kiefer for Chris Ballard. Chris, you talked about last night when you sat down with your personnel staff after the season, certain areas you wanted to get better at. Buckner and Rivers, and, and we saw what you did this weekend. How do you feel about all that now, about where you got better specifically and where you still think you got some areas you want to improve on before the season gets here? Well, I mean, Buckner speaks for himself. I mean, Buckner's a star player. Um, you know, Phillip speaks for himself. He's a future Hall of Famer. Um, adding explosive weapons on offense for our staff to use. Um, adding, you know, some competition in the secondary, especially with Xavier Rhodes and Kerry, um, adding Blackman to the mix. Um, you know, we think, look, do we get everything accomplished we wanted to? No. Every team in this league's got holes. Um, and it's not perfect, and that's why you work through the season. Um, but we think we've done good work. Um, now we gotta now we gotta prove it. I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, all right, so now we've we've got the team and you know, you y'all know us well enough. We're still gonna have some tinkering as we go along and even into the season. Um, but now we gotta work and come together. Um, and earn it each and every day. I mean, that, that's, what makes, that's what makes this so unpredictable and also special uh, for those reasons. I mean, you know, good moves, bad moves, on paper, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You got to go earn it and prove it and work each and every day. Okay, last two here. Kevin Bone for Chris Ballard. Chris, Danny said, you know, he played tackle at Ball State but then did some interior stuff. Uh, I think at the NFLPA game, uh, where do you kind of see his best fit at the next level? I love Danny Penn. I'm not going to lie to y'all. We actually, we were trying to move up to get him. Um, I probably won't ever give y'all this much insight, but for like 30 minutes, we were trying to move up and just couldn't get up to get him. Um, you know, first exposure for me was at the NFLPA game. That's where I got the, got sick. Um, and then, you know, coming back, he, he has an unbelievable workout at the combine. Then we, then we continue to study him. Um, now answering your question, I mean, look, do I think he could play some tackle? Yes. But center guard is where I think he's going to make his hay in the league. Um, man, he, you want to talk about character. Blue, this guy's got blue character. Um, and he fits our culture and, and has the traits we look for in offensive linemen. Okay, last one here, uh, Mike Wells for Chris Ballard. Hey, Chris, uh, considering I, who knows when we'll be talking to you again this offseason, you guys uh, reportedly have picked up the, uh, the Georgia kicker, uh, the undrafted uh, kid, and with Chase on the contract, is that, does that give an indication on where things sit with Adam, or should we not read too much into that? No, I mean, first thing is I don't, you know, until we get everything done with undrafteds, you know, I won't comment on that. No, I, you know, I still got to have talks with Adam. 
A couple notable undrafted free agents who have signed with the Colts include Georgia kicker Rodrigo Blankenship. If you're a big college football fan, you know the big spectacles he plays with. Can't miss him on the field. And also, local product defensive end Kendall Coleman out of Cathedral, who played his college ball, of course, if you listen to this podcast, you already know, at Syracuse University. Be sure to join us Thursday for more post-draft coverage when Mike Chappell, Joe Hopkins, and I will break down each pick, discuss how these rookies fit into the Colts roster, and take a look at what the rest of the AFC South during draft weekend. Please follow us online on Twitter at Colts Blue Zone. I am at Dave G underscore sports. Mike is at mchapel 51 and Joe is at Roto Street Joe. Subscribe to the Colts Blue Zone podcast. Get this downloaded so you can listen to us every week as soon as it becomes available. And we appreciate you listening to the Colts Blue Zone podcast. 